And welcome to Girls Camp. I am joined yet again by Ty French. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to I'm Girls Camp. So happy to be back. I'm so happy you're back. We were just talking about last time we interviewed. We were in a very I was in a very different place. I was literally strung out. <laughs> I <laughs> I was out at the club until like 3 a.m. I do remember that. She met at my house at like 6 a.m. and I was like, you looked uh, uh, so fresh, but I do oh, remember thanks. you were like, I think I slept for like two hours last night. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. So don't worry. I am fully slept, which might be a good and a bad thing. Yes. I've got energy today. Although you did just get back from an international trip not yeah. long ago. Yes. I got back from Guatemala like two days ago, so I'm actually not that well slept. Yes, but a little bit more than last <laughs> totally, time at least. Totally. I'm so excited to have you back. Thank you. Today's episode, we are doing a confession session. So you and I get to be bishop hell yes we are reclaiming the bishop thing we are reading people's confessions we have some mormon confessions things people did as mormons and then we also have some post-mormon confessions gorgeous let me just tell you reading through these last night (laughs) i felt like i needed to go to the bishop (laughs) and i'm not even joking it was like oh my gosh people were doing crazy things as mormons because were you you were a pretty good mormon I thought I was a little edgy. I was like derfing, okay. <laughs> but I wasn't having sex. Because <laughs> I feel like other than being a flaming homosexual uh-huh, uh-huh. and like watching like gay porn or something, like I was pretty good Mormon. Like I, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't, you know, I never even had coffee. Like I was pretty good. Yes. And then I feel like, yeah, when I left the church or even now people who are still Mormon and I see the things that they do, I'm like, damn, bitch, you, I could have been having fun the whole time exactly it's crazy i'm so a confused and b surprised i was like wait is this what people were doing i'm curious with your experience growing up in high school and stuff when did you come out you came out after high school yeah i was 18 did you make out with girlfriends and stuff did you have any of that no no literally no i was completely good i mean i was like so gay. There, I don't yes. know if I could have found a girl that would have made out with me. Yeah. Like me and my best friend Billy made out like, but Aww. we were out of high school. It Cute. was dumb. Um, I had one girlfriend in high school. I literally don't even think we ever kissed. Yeah. It was probably easier to control yourself. Yeah. In that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But with the Lord on my side, I, I refrained from kissing. Yeah. 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 I know. It's interesting thinking back. If we could have just like been normal. Yeah. It's almost, it is weirder and freakier. Yeah. Like Mormons are freaky as hell. Totally. Because of the repression. Yeah. And reading through these stories was very much evidence of that. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear. Should I like warm up or just jump right in? I think jump right in. I asked her if I can cuss. So I might, I'm a big cusser. So there might be more swear words in here than normal. You are definitely allowed. (laughs) Let it loose. Okay. This is diving right in. Okay. When I was 18, still very Mormon. My 25-year-old cousin no. went down on me in my parents' house while everyone was asleep. I don't know what I was thinking, but it was an amazing orgasm. No. I've been chasing that high ever since. No, 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 no. Send me your address because the FBI is outside. The FBI is outside of your house. This is not a matter for a bishop to handle. This is <laughs> jail. This is a matter for the president of the United <laughs> States. Wait, okay. So... When she was 18, 
Yes. Her 25-year-old cousin went down on her. At her parents' house. And she's been chasing the high ever since. Yes. And she says, I'm 30 now and super embarrassed about it. My husband of 10 years will never know. (laughs) Unless he's a camper, okay? (laughs) He's like, wait, I always sensed something at the family reunion. Yeah, literally. Because I'm like, that's your cousin. It's not like just someone that you don't know. You're going to be seeing this person. No, your cousin. Is there always like some, you know, a little spark when you give him a hug? A little sexual tension at like the 4th of July family party. Can you believe? Did you ever have like crushes on your cousins? I I had a couple cousins that were kind of cute. Yeah, like I feel like when you're young, it's kind of, you know. Yeah, like they were like cute. Yeah. But they were like very weird and morbid. Like (laughs) that's my question too is like how do you get to this point with your cousin? Like what is the lead up to this I mean, there's nothing more Mormon than, you know, getting with your cousin. 1,000%. My sister... This is a totally random whatever. My sister got married, then goes to our family reunion that we've had since I was a child. And you go, and there's like 400 people there. It's a huge family reunion. And all of a sudden, he sees his cousin. And he's like, wait, that's my cousin. And she's like, wait, no, that's my cousin. (gasps) Realized she married. It's like by marriage, but still a little too close for a comfort. A little too close. It's they like, realized they had the same cousin. Yeah. So no. So their cousins married cousins. Oh. But I'm like, that is still too close for me. Mm-mm. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. If I bring my new husband to a family reunion, you better not know a single person there except for me <laughs> or Oslo A hundred percent. My grandparents who are now divorced, but my dad's parents, same last name. No. Same, like, great, great, okay, what is it? They have the same great, great grandpa, but different wives, polygamist situation. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that, like, the whole royal family as well? They're all cousins. Yeah, because they want to, like, keep it in the family. So, like I said, there's nothing more Mormon, actually, than hooking up with your cousin. Nothing more Mormon than your 25-year-old <laughs> cousin going down on you. That's also a little... House. Not right. Age gap. There's a lot of bad things going on here. There's the age gap. There's the incest. And then there's the Mormonism. So no sacrament. Jail time. (laughs) And extra jail time for the 25-year-olds. Yeah. 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 He's going away for life. (laughs) Oh, my god. When I read that one last night, I said, okay, this is what we're getting into. You know it's a bad secret when your husband won't ever even know about it. Yeah. Yes. I would have to tell. Right? I would have to tell. Okay, let me read, let me read this next one because let's talk about what you feel, what we feel like you are obligated to tell your partner or not. Mm. Okay. This person says I'm post-Mormon and my boyfriend of four years isn't. He's totally cool with my stances and beliefs regarding the church other than substances like drugs and alcohol. I hate drinking, so that's not an issue, but I've always loved smoking weed. I smoke almost every day and he has no idea. Oh. Sometimes I feel horrible, but what he doesn't know won't hurt him, right? Question mark, question mark, question Unless mark. he's the dumbest person on the planet, how he knows. He, how does he not know you're high? Get, also, get a little... <laughs> you smell it. You smell it everywhere you go. The weed stench doesn't leave quickly. Your clothes, your house, your and couch, your car. Yes. Where are you smoking? How would you get away with this for so long? Yeah. A friend of four years. You're, you're, all of a sudden, your eyes are a little red. You're like, sorry, honey, I got pink eye. I don't know. He just thinks you're like way more chill than you yeah, actually Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, she's really cranky in the morning. Meanwhile, <laughs> you just haven't had a few puffs yet. Here's my opinion on this. 
the smoking weed is obviously not a problem. You gotta tell him. The lying is... You can't lie. What type of a life is that? If your partner is going to judge you because you want a little marijuana here or there, how's luego? Yeah, good point. And if you know your partner can't handle the truth. Right. You know, what's that? What does that say about the situation? And that also shows, I mean, not to like rat this girl out. That shows what kind of a partner you are if you're hiding something from your partner for years on end. Sometimes it's not about the actual deed. It's about the cover up. Yes. Amen. I know many of people, not many, but I've, I know some people who have had a very similar situation where they're like middle ground Mormons, the partner, usually the male partner is smoking weed and then the wife finds out and it's a big old situation. And I'm like, just tell her, just have the conversation. I get that it feels hard, but just sit down. You're adults. Right. Hey, I've I've handled smoking for four years. You didn't even know. Like, right. It's not an issue. Also, I've lived in California for way too long because when when she said drugs, I'm like, I don't even consider weed a drug. It's legal in most states. It's used for medical situations. You know what the worst drug is? Alcohol. Like that's 100%. way worse for you than marijuana. It's more dangerous. Yeah. If someone needs marijuana to help with anxiety, sleep, stress, back pain, let them. Amen. I take an edible every night. Are you a weed smoker? So I'm not. That's the one thing. You're luckily. an alcohol guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big booze hound. See, I need to learn, not learn. I just, alcohol doesn't really do it for me. See, that's that's me with marijuana. It just doesn't like, I, I can do it and I'll do it like in passing if I'm like watching a movie and my friend has it. Sure. But every single time immediately I'm like, I need to be in bed. I don't want anyone to talk to me. And I need a bag of hot Cheetos and a Snickers bar yeah, immediately. True. True. I'm not the type of person that can go out and smoke and be like social and is like laughing and is having a ball. No, I need to be horizontal and I need Cheetos yeah. immediately. Oh, Cheetos sound really good right now. <laughs> do you like flaming hot Cheetos? Oh, what do you mean? I had them for dinner yesterday. <laughs> <sighs> I'm jealous. I haven't had those in so long. Ever since I was a kid in my house, we had a shelf on in our cupboard, just a flaming hot Cheetos. But now they don't hit as hard. Now I have to have talkies. Ooh. I'm chasing. I'm chasing the You're spice. You're chasing the high. I'm chasing like the, the high. Eighteen year old. I'm chasing the high of my cousin <laughs> and my orgasm. <laughs> I agree with you. This girl, I know where you're coming from. I also think sometimes you just like, nah, whatever, I'm not going to tell them. And then it's like four years later and you're like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is a situation now. But just tell him. Just tell him. Also, why and is he, he cares so about alcohol? Then and, yeah. hustle. You don't want to be with a loser like that no, anyway. I agree. Amen. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Okay. Back to the confessions. <laughs> Someone says, I want to have a threesome, and the only thing holding me back is I don't know how to do it safely. Jesus would be ashamed. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean safely? Like, there, it's the same I way know. as having sex safely with anyone else. I know. It's true. I'm wondering if this person, they probably would have mentioned, I don't know if they're like in a relationship, they want to bring someone in, if they're right. worried about like the messiness of it. Or if they're just worried about like STDs. Yes. Because I'm like, just make sure they don't yeah. have an STD and you're yeah. good to go. Yeah, just be safe. Yeah. Or maybe they're wanting to be like discreet, like safely. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. I right. don't know. 
Yeah, I I can't give advice on this one. I've never had a threesome. I can barely find one person who wants to have sex with me, let alone two at the same time. So yeah, like ball out if like you can get there, babe. I mean, I know you're married, so this might not be the, the correct question to ask. But like, is that does that even seem entertaining? Because that doesn't seem entertaining to me. That seems like a lot happening at once. Yeah. I will say as a married person, it does seem entertaining. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Not that I think I would probably do it, but I do think that, and this is an interesting thing I want to pick your brain on. Yeah. Because I'm coming from married at 21, have had sex with one person my whole entire life. And let me tell you, there are a lot of post-Mormons, ex-Mormons that find themselves in usually a heterosexual relationship. They've been married for seven years. They're like, Oh shit, I've only had sex with you. Right. We're, you know, but foreseeably for the rest of our life, this is our sex partner. Right. And a lot of people get really interested in swinging and threesomes. The and swinging kind of community stuff. in Utah needs to be studied. Tell me your thoughts on it. Um, I mean, I get it for sure. I, at, like, at this stage of my life, like, I feel very monogamous like yearning like I I want like a partner yeah. for yeah. life and I I can be like very sexual like when I'm in a relationship but like I'm not like an overtly like I don't like hook up with people after the bars all the time I'm not like constantly searching for it so I could imagine like once I find my partner I'm like great we'll just have fun and like if it gets boring we can spice it up with other things yeah, but yeah 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 that being said, I didn't get married when I was 18. I've only ever hooked up with one person. Like I have had room to experiment. And so I know when I'm looking for a partner, like what I want. So I can understand, you know, being like, let's go try something out. Yeah. I think that's interesting though, because I think it's how I feel about it is I'm like, yeah, it sounds fun, but I do think there's like a grass is always greener. A hundred percent. And also I think obviously Obviously, it sounds fun. Sex is fun. Everyone likes to have sex. More the merrier in a perfect world. But the complications and I feel like the risks outweigh the reward. Yes. Of like, oh, great. I've got two hot men with six packs coming on to me. Yay. But then, you know, the emotions afterwards and the this and that, that is just too much for me. And my anxiety can't handle that. I wouldn't be able to enjoy it in the moment because I'd be so stressed about what Uh, happens after. (laughs) Felt the like fallout. Literally. Especially if it was with like my husband and we brought in a third. We'd be like, don't ever tell anyone. Yeah. I would just be like. Oh, so you're falling in love with this person. <laughs> oh, that's 100%. how I feel the whole time. You looked at him a little too long. Yes. It would sound fun. And then I'd be like, absolutely yeah, a mess. I'd exactly. be like, you're in love with them. And I'm so sad that. And I've known people where that has happened. Oh, yeah. Where they've brought in a third. And then all of a sudden, now the, the third and the other partner are together. And yes. you got left for chump change on the corner. <laughs> I'm not trying to be that. It works for some people. I think it's very specific people that totally. it works for totally and I think you have to be very self-aware if you are that type of person or not and to your point if it's like sure it sounds fun of course or like do I legitimately want to enter a non-monogamous relationship situation yeah. that's like a very serious decision and I mean if you have time and energy for it and you feel like you're set up for it you go I don't even know how people have the time and energy for it also. Like I said, I can't even find one man. (laughs) So good for you if you got two. Yeah, I hope that your threesome dreams come true to whoever this person is. Safely. Safely. Yeah. Whatever that means. Be safe. Whatever that means. Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) Have you listened to um, Kim Petras' new album? Oh, Slut Pop? What do you mean? Throat go over here, mama. (laughs) 
Okay, my friend Tanner sent it to me and he was like, you got to listen to this. Have you listened to the first one? No, I haven't. Okay, because this is part two. And the first one is one of my favorite albums ever. I need to listen to the first one. This, the new one is like Slut Pop Miami or something. Okay, so Tanner like sends me this album and he's like, you have to listen to it. So I'm like getting the girls in the stroller. (laughs) I'm like, get the girls away. I'm putting my, my uh, headphones on, roll up to the park as is blaring in my ears. I'm a penis genius. I'm a semen Jesus. Yeah. That was the lines that, and I was like looking around. I was listening like, to on the way here. <laughs> it's so good though. It's so good. You got to listen to the first one. Part one is, I don't, it's not tamed down. It's not as like, like mm. clubby music. Okay. The, the lyrics are the same. It's like throat yeah. goat. It's um, a lot about Treat penises. me like a slut. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but iconic. That was I, when I saw her at Coachella perform, Kim Petras, I was wearing a black cowboy hat and like black gloved long sleeve, incredible black shirt, black shorts. That was the only set of the weekend that I took my shirt off because I was so hot. I was raging so hard. You were just like dancing hard. hard you had to. Oh my gosh. I was like, I don't care if I've got a love handles just jiggling all the way. Yeah, but you had to do it. Slut pop. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have homework to do. I will listen to slut pop. This entry reminded me of head, head honcho oh. on that album because it says, I can't wait. I gave my husband roadhead on the drive to the temple the day before I got my endowments and we got married. We had already been through the repentance process once, but I figured we were close enough to marriage that a little sloppy toppy wouldn't hurt anything. A hundred percent. Now, when she, when you started the story, I was like, oh, it's your husband. You're on the way to the temple. Who cares? It's your husband. Of course, the the later details revealed it was not your husband not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not in the eyes of God and the Lord. Come on. My Jesus would, would, would allow. Yes, I agree. I'm curious how you feel because reading through these, we were talking about this. I didn't realize, I genuinely don't think I actually realized that people had sex and then just lied and went to the temple. Totally. And even now, even now, and it will pass very quickly, I feel a little bit of like, well, that's not fair. Right, right. Like, I was actually following the book. Yeah. I'm like, wait, well, you can't just like lie. Yeah. Like, I was, I didn't Yeah, lie. I told the truth and had to sit <laughs> yeah. out for baptisms for the dead and everyone looked at me a little sus. So, exactly. what the heck? I think, you know, obviously, yeah, you wish you could have, you know had your cake and eat it too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. think, I think at the end of the day, whatever you believe it is your, what do I, what am I trying to say? Whatever you believe is your rule book. That's what you're going to be judged on. And mm. so if you are a Mormon mm, and you are consider yourself a devout Mormon and you know, you know, the, the 10 commandments and you're not supposed to hook up before you get married and all this stuff. But if you view it as I'm literally on my way to the temple to marry my husband for time and all eternity God knows my intent. Like, I'm good. If that's what you believe, God's going to judge you based off of that. Mm. Not like, oh, I'm just getting Not married like in the, the temple because yes. my parents want me to. So like, whatever. I don't care if I give them a blow on the way. Like, if you're like actually in it and you're like, yeah, this is my husband. I want to be sealed for time all eternity. I feel okay yeah. about. Interesting. So I feel like you're saying the distinction to you is because I think some people know that they're, they think it's wrong too maybe in the moment but they're just like whatever See, like fuck it yeah you know? yeah, yeah yeah but, but if people don't think it's wrong but yes. they know that yeah on paper it's not then i think you're fine it's the but same people i that, feel okay about doing it yeah yes 
this brings me to Heather Gay and Lisa Barlow. Uh, our legends. Our legends. I must confess that I have only watched the latest season. Oh my gosh. It's I mean, so what, a, what a good season to watch. A phenomenal. I had to. Yeah. And I watched it late because I was missing out. I had so much FOMO. But I, I was able to kind of contextually piece together that they have a lot of beef with each other because Heather... This season was the, the best they've ever been together. Oh, yeah. They were so friendly. Yeah. But it seems like from the pieces I put together... Heather's upset with Lisa because she's like, you can't be a Mormon just however you want to be. Is that right? Is yeah, that yeah. why they were like... Yeah, like Heather left the church, like was married in the temple, like did this whole yes. thing, you know, then left and it's a bad Mormon, she says. Yes. Lisa doesn't wear garments. I don't know if she was married in the temple. I'm assuming she was. Has like a tequila company, mm-hmm. drinks, doesn't wear her garments, you know, doesn't really go to church that often, but still considers herself Mormon and almost sometimes feels a little judgy Mormon Utah towards Heather. Mm. Um, I think they've gotten to a good place now, but there's a fine line with that. Cause I, I think religion is personal. You can be whatever you want. If you want to be Mormon, but not wear your garments, not drink or whatever, but you believe that, you know, you should be married in the temple and do this, that, or the other thing. Great. It's the judging that that is where it gets tricky. Okay. Yeah. That's a good distinction. And, and the, the dishonesty, I guess, is where Heather comes from. She feels like Lisa is pretending that the way that Lisa does the church is the way that the church is. And she's like, no, it's not. You are the, you are the one out of a hundred. Yes. Everyone else is being devout and is judging me because I got divorced and does think that you have to go through the temple and you can't drink and whatever. Not all Mormons are just like, oh, well, yeah, we accept gays and you can drink and you can still go to heaven. That's actually not true. Yes. You can believe that if you want. It's the gaslighting. It's exactly. someone like Lisa saying, actually, the church is totally chill. Exactly. No one gives a shit. You didn't, actually, you didn't need to yeah. leave. You were fine. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a, a good distinction because I think that's true. One thing that really bothers me in my comments, it bothers me a lot when people say to me... Well, that's just not actually how the church works. Exactly. That's what Lisa does to have. Yes. And I'm like, no, baby girl, let me go on LDS.org. <laughs> let me read the Book of Mormon for you real Literally, quick. Really? Like yeah. the coffee thing. People will be like, well, I'm Mormon and I drink coffee. And I'm like, honestly, swear to God, I'm so happy for you. Exactly. That you're drinking coffee. I would so much rather you be Mormon and drink coffee than you feel like coffee's evil. However, you cannot tell me that me not drinking coffee as a Mormon was just like me being crazy. Cause and I'm like, that's what the rules say. Yeah. You can't tell me that the Mormons don't say that because exactly. they literally do. It's the same thing with gays. They're yes. like, Oh no, I'm Mormon. I think gays are great. And they're going to go to heaven. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Show me anywhere <laughs> yeah. in the documents where it says Receipts that proof. I'm not going to hell because I'm a homosexual. Okay. <laughs> Receipts, proof, timeline, yeah. screenshots Period. from the church of Jesus Christ. The amount of times I've been like, Okay, someone in my TikTok comments is like, coffee's not a big deal. And I literally Google coffee, LDS. Yeah. And the first thing that comes up is... Thomas S. Monson. Just, yep. Yeah. Coffee will prevent you from going to heaven. Which again, you drink your coffee, babe. Right. Don't come on my page when I'm talking about the rules of the church exactly. and say like, you're wrong. I'm not wrong about stuff like this exactly. very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I have a whole podcast dedicated <laughs> to it. Trust me, I know my facts. <laughs> I'm like, no, I know. I know. But I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad that Mormons, more Mormons, I feel like now than ever, 
are kind of doing their own thing. Right. With all religions, there is a set of rules, but there are Muslims, Catholics, Jewish people who there's levels of their, their closest, you know, there are like Hasidic Jews. There are people who are just Jewish by family, whatever. Yeah. And there, there are Catholics who are devout Catholics, don't use condoms, don't use birth control. And then there are Catholics who just go to church for Christmas. So with every religion, there is that ebb and flow and that, you know, chart of how, how Mormon are you? Mormons, I just feel like this is kind of the first generation where that's coming into play. Because mm-hmm. before it was just, you're either Mormon or you're not. Yeah. And now there are the Mormons where you're, it's a buffet. You're picking, choosing what you want. I believe that that is fine. Mm. You need to practice what you preach. Mm. If you believe that that is true, then that needs to be the baseline for everyone, Mm. which I feel like that's where it gets a little messy. Yeah, it does get messy. And it gets messy when there's the church, capital C church. Right. And then there's people practicing different ways because the church doesn't want people practicing different ways. A hundred percent. But I find myself like you where I'm like, you know what? If you're Mormon, great. If you're Mormon and you actually believe that gay people shouldn't get married... That's not great. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like those are, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of Mormons who are like, no, I actually don't believe that. And I'm right. like, that's a lot better than believing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Yes, but it's a complicated thing. I think it's interesting. And I did not realize Real Housewives got so into all the oh, Mormon stuff. mama, you got to start from I season been? one. You got to start from season Where one. Where have I been? I know. I will do it. I will listen to Slut Pop and I will start from season yes. one. But I was like, wait, this is, I... I think they actually like speak to things really well too. Yes, yes. And I feel like this season they spoke to it the least. Yeah. So you gotta start from season okay, one. Okay, I will. This season was phenomenal. Though. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, let's see. This is a mission one. Ooh, okay. I had a crush on a member in one area during my mission, and we held hands while saying goodbye on my last day before transfers. Huge deal as a missionary. Afterwards, I knew it was a huge mistake, and I spent the rest of my mission feeling extremely guilty for it and lost any interest in him. He, however, did not share the feelings of guilt and proceeded to show up unannounced in my next two areas to visit me. It scared me and started to feel like a stalker. Yeah. He continued to contact me repeatedly after my mission to tell me we we were soulmates and I had to block him. I still feel guilty about it to this day, but I think there's a lot to be said about what happens when missionaries are lonely, traumatized, and starved for affection. Right. Yeah, exactly. Also, the fact that you would even feel guilty for holding someone's hand, I want to give you a hug. Like, that is so... Uh, the the whole mission thing, I mean, I never went on a mission, so it's hard for me to even comprehend mm. because to me, it just goes so against Christ and mm. lo- like we are humans. We are humans that are affectionate people and we're affectionate animals and like you hug your mom, you hug, you know, you hold hands with a friend, you are just, I don't know, you put your arm around someone when they're sad. Like as a human, I feel like without physical touch that's how you become a serial killer like without like human emotion and empathy and whatever and so so much of showing someone empathy and emotion and that you care is through physical touch totally and so that's why missionaries when they come back are just big weirdos so weird so repressed and i don't know i think it's like the more you take something away from someone the more that they want it and the the unhealthier behavior they now get with physical touch and stuff you know totally it backfires number Mm -hmm. one and to your point like on a mission 
I have a photo of this woman I was teaching and she had the most gorgeous little baby and you're not allowed to hold babies. And I was like really close to this woman, so close to her family. And I like have a photo of me sitting on her couch, just holding this kid that I'm friends with. And I felt so guilty about that for a long time. Holding a goddamn child. It's like, what is the issue with that? What I want to be in the room with the people who made that rule to just understand why. Yeah, they and there's so many. Honestly, this is kind of dark, but I think it also, which is so ironic, comes back to sex stuff. I think they're worried about they're worried about missionaries with kids. Right. You can't go visit. Okay, wait. If you are visiting a man, so if I was teaching a man, I had my companion, and then I would have to have a joint teach, but it had to be a woman because they didn't want us to bring a man from the ward because then they thought people would perceive it as two women two men. and one man going to visit another man. I mean, I understand having like rules in place for like safety and things like that, right? but there's all these weird things where I'm like, why is there such a like almost obsession with like a sexual perception right. of something? Right. Yeah. I... I respect that there is like protocols in place, especially for female missionaries that like, yeah, I don't think it's appropriate to be in a room with a 40 year old man alone and your two 18 year old girls for sure. But yeah, there's, there's a line of almost then giving people that idea. It's like, no one was thinking that until now you're making people think that. And then now (laughs) you're just, you're dividing people and making people feel weird, which creates that environment. Exactly. It's just the difference in my mind between Europe and the United States. Yeah. Europe, you can just go to a beach and take your top off. Right. And it's not a big deal because it's not a big deal. Right. Here, we've made it such a big deal that it is a big deal. Totally. And like everything just gets sexualized. But as a 12-year-old girl, you can still go into a room alone with a bishop and tell you tell him that you masturbate. Ding, ding, ding. So where's the issue with yeah. that? What's it really about? Because that's what really pisses me off. Yes. And that's overtly sexually inappropriate. Yeah. Exactly. It's just purity culture and all the ways it like twists and distorts things. Yeah. And on missions, let me tell you, mission goggles are the realest shit. Have you heard that term? Mission no. goggles? Mission goggles is when you're on your mission and you start getting a crush on an elder on the mission or like a member in the ward. And then you get home and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Right, right. Because you're starved for affection and they're like the people around you. But I think everybody has like multiple mission goggle things where they like are kind of like crushing really hard on someone and then they get home and they're like. Oh, I was just not in my right state of mind. Yeah, totally, totally. You just want whatever's in front of you, honestly. A hundred percent. That's how you end up hooking up with your cousin. Yeah, a (laughs) hundred percent. Yikes. Don't feel guilty though, girl. (laughs) Bishop Bishop Ty and Bishop Haley are here to, what's the word? You're forgiven. You're forgiven. Thank you. (laughs) You can take the sacrament. (laughs) You are completely forgiven for the handholding. Okay, this one's wild. I had a teensy affair with my BYU professor. Jail. He was a left-leaning feminist, and that's all I looked for as a BYU student. I gave him a very good review at the end of the semester. Was the review a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You're not reviewing teachers, are you? You can. I'll, oh. like, rate my professor. Oh, okay. I'm like, but was yeah, the review like- <laughs> in sexual favors? I mean, probably both. <laughs> also, what does a teensy affair mean? And how old is this professor? 25 or 85? Yeah, excuse me? He's like, sorry, I blew your back out, and you're going to write me a bad review? 
what are these BYU professors up to? Yeah. That also deserves jail. Yeah. Like actual literal jail yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're a man in power and you should not be hooking up with your student no matter what the age gap is. Did you ever watch Pretty Little Liars growing up? I didn't watch Pretty Little Liars. Is <sighs> there a teacher? Yeah. So like the, the whole storyline of one of the main characters is mm. she's hooking up with her teacher. Isn't there that in Gossip Girl too? Yeah. Yeah. Gossip Girl's got it all. Yeah. Lots but of But it's crazy because now looking back, like as a kid, I was watching that and I was like rooting for them. I was like, oh, but like he's not that much older than her. They met before he was her teacher. Like, it's totally fine. And now looking back, I'm like, okay, cool. She was like 15 and they're idolizing her hooking up with her English professor for years. Yeah. That's actually like you could not get away with that shit even like, no. as a plot line in no. a story anymore. Unless he ended up in jail. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, it's so crazy. Teensy affair with my BYU professor. Meanwhile, you literally can't even hold hands at BYU. Men can't even have a beard at BYU. I know. You can't have a beard, but you're hooking up with your BYU professor. Honestly, I kind of love that for her. It's kind of hot. Yeah. Good I'm like, you, okay. Yeah. Hopefully they're young. And no one found out. They're left-leaning feminists, that, so. Hot. I'd probably, I'd probably hook up with them, too. You're forgiven. Yeah, you're forgiven. Forgiven. Consensus, <laughs> forgiven. <laughs> This one's also a crazy mission one. Oh, oh my wow. gosh, I forgot how many crazy ones there are. I know a lot of missionaries, I'm not going to name names, that um, are now homosexuals that I've heard crazy stories really? from their missions. <laughs> yes. Can I tell you, you have to tell me if you've heard this. There's an urban legend. Ooh. Something that everyone will say like, this happened in my mission. Yeah. But it's about two elders. An elder makes another elder like a smoothie every night. He's just like friendly, like, oh, I made you a smoothie. <laughs> and then the other elder starts having issues <laughs> with his butthole. No! I gotta go. It's been so nice. What do you mean issues with his butthole? I don't know. I'm realizing all of the, of the plot holes in this. This is an urban legend that everyone gets. Everyone will say this happened in their mission. I need you to finish the story. He okay, had an okay. issue with his butthole. <laughs> Maybe I should have gone on a mission. Doesn't sound so bad so far. <laughs> he goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, you've been having sex. Oh. And then the mission companion in the room with him is all of a sudden like shifty because the smoothie, he's been like roofying. Oh, never mind. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> I thought they were just fooling around. I didn't know he was getting date raped. <laughs> is that not insane? But That's crazy. No, I heard that from multiple people. Like, this happened to two elders in my mission. I mean, maybe it happened at some point. But yeah, it's yeah, just right. like an urban legend. Interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. I know, like, people who, like, hooked up with their mission companion, like, went out to gay clubs on their night off. like And just had the time yeah, of their lives. And finished their mission. Honestly, good for them. Um, they might have started that rumor about the smoothie. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Honestly, though, good for them. I am waiting for the day. I know it'll come soon where there is some hot, steamy movie Ooh. about missionaries that fall in love. Ooh, yes. Right? Is, it, is there not one? I don't think there is one. Correct me if I'm wrong. What's that Mormon listening? movie about the missionaries? Because it's kind of gay coded for me. <laughs> it's so gay coded. There's multiple. There's uh, The Best Two Years. Yes. That's probably what That's you're That's gay coded. Like, 100%. come on. They, they were firking. It's sexy. Yeah. It's sexy. It's totally Also, funny. I was watching that. That was like the only like two men in a movie that I had ever seen. I was like, woo, okay. <laughs> you were like feeling Literally. That was my Brokeback Mountain, honestly. <laughs> the best two years was your Brokeback Mountain. Literally. I'm obsessed. <laughs> okay. 
All of that to read this one, which says, when I was on my mission, my companion and I would message and FaceTime a companionship of elders in our district. I would talk to one and she would talk to the other. We ended up sexting these elders <laughs> every single night for two transfers. This led to crazy amounts of gossip about the four of us that spread across the whole mission until we were the most hated companionship in the mission. <laughs> no regrets, though. Horny missionaries need outlets. Happy side note, my companion and I are best friends to this day and both ended up leaving the church. Let's go. Here's the thing. The missionaries now hit different. Because the fact that you even have the opportunity to FaceTime and text, I feel like I like I was like the last age. I mean, I didn't go. But if I would have gone, I still would have been writing letters. Yeah, you're writing actual letters. I feel like the people who like went and did the actual letters probably look at people who go on missions now and are like, <laughs> suck a dick. I don't want to hear any complaining. <laughs> it does feel easier. Like, Thank God. You have it a phone be. to sext other people? <laughs> what do you mean? Literally two sisters sexting together two other brothers i'm surprised that the mission president doesn't like have access to your phone for stuff i know when i actually got an ipad on my mission we were like a pilot program for ipads but they were locked the fuck down right you could not even i i can't even remember how they do it but it was like there's no way you could have been doing yeah but people find workarounds. Oh it's like, gosh. I mean, I was like eight years old on like my parents' computer, <laughs> yeah. like Googling two men kissing, like waiting for someone to come in. And then the constant viruses. My da- the search. Literally, my dad's like, how did this virus get on our computer? I don't know. I'm looking up two men kissing online. <laughs> He's like, who searched two men kissing Literally. on our family computer? And like illegally downloading Lady Gaga music. Uh, who knows? 100%. You find a way. You find so a I'm way. sure they find ways. Meanwhile, I was on my hands and knees. Really? Like, Lord Jesus, I am so sorry that I like woke up. I held a baby. Late. That I held a that baby. That I held a baby. Oh my gosh. Truly so happy that this is the situation for yeah, some people. And now you guys aren't Mormon, so you just have a fun story yeah. to tell. Oh my gosh, so fun. And how bonding with your sister missionary <laughs> friend. Fun. I love it. I wonder where the elders are now. Right. Okay, let's see. I gave my first hand job while wearing a CTR ring. Ooh, sexy. But also, would that kind of hurt? Yes. Those aren't the nicest rings. Also, so many of these I like want to send to like Kim Petras. This is like the type of shit that I feel like would be like a really good Kim Petras music video. A hundred percent. Right? A hundred percent. I'm sitting on some, yeah. good, some good content mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Me and my friends, I won't say who and I can't say anything about it other than we've got some ideas about. Do it. Post, post-religious. Do it. Um entertainment content that would be iconic oh my gosh please honestly the whole realm of like post-religion i'm always biased obviously with what i do with the podcast there will one day be a genre that is just like post-religious totally i mean look at book of mormon the musical exactly it's like one of the most successful broadway plays there is I'm surprised there's not more movies yet. There's going to be TV shows. Because people are just so scared to walk that line. You literally touch it and people are like, Hollywood Satanists, they eat kids. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I just had like a traumatic experience <laughs> yes, growing up. that I like want to talk about. Yeah. I know, but I feel like that's shifting. And I yeah. feel like more people are feeling allowed to like explore mm-hmm. the post-religious thing. And I cannot wait to see all the art that totally. comes from that realm. Okay. I recently got fired from my job working for the church because my recommend expired and I wasn't willing to drop thousands in tithing to keep my job. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Anyway, 
I have a huge crush on my now ex-boss who is a married, true-believing Mormon man and father. I have daddy issues, so him being a good dad only makes him hotter. Jail. He's a progressive Mormon, so I'm crossing my fingers that he leaves the church soon, opens up his marriage, and hits me up. But <laughs> until then, there's literally nothing I can do with all of these feelings. Ma'am, I want whatever Kool-Aid you're drinking. I want whatever level of delusion that you're living in because that man ain't never leaving his wife for you. Let's just put that out there. And for you to be wanting him to hook up with you with this, what he's a good dad, a good wife. No, 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 no. We got to draw the line there. Yeah. She wants it all. You want it all. You can't have it all. However, there sounds like some legality in your case that I would look into some employee uh, mm. law because can you get fired for not paying your tithing you actually unfortunately can if you are hired by the church that's what's so scary. that is crazy no like byu professors if you leave the church you're out of a job so it's meanwhile like, they can blow their students backs out yeah apparently no it's crazy my stepdad was a seminary teacher and he got divorced fired no you can't be a seminary teacher and not be married wait 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 you can Okay, the rules might have changed, but at the time, you had to be married if you were a man. I don't know if you had to be married if you were a woman, but he lost his job. He got fired and had to get a whole new career. That is crazy. I mean, I don't know how much money he was making as a seminary (laughs) teacher. I'm sure he's probably much better off now, but that is crazy. Yes, (laughs) That is crazy. He started a landscaping company and it's doing very well. So great point. But is that not crazy? What are you supposed to do then? Stay in your marriage that you don't want to be in or else you lose your job. It's really crazy. And you can't hook up with your ex-employee. Yeah. (laughs) Girlie wants this guy to stay a loving man, a loving husband, a loving father. Just open up the marriage. But just open up the marriage. (sighs) You know, it's always you want what you can have. There's always these people, even when you are a student, I fully understand, you know, having like a cute science teacher and like, you know, you idolize him and... You know, then it turns fantasy, have a little wet dream or whatever. But <laughs> it's always better to just keep the fantasy because it will never be what you are wanting it, it to be. Live up to. I'm sure if you hooked up with him, he'd be a dirty, grubby old man who's cheating on his wife, laying on top of you, and you'd be like, ew, get off of me. Like this is so not what I pictured. So it's it's more fun to just live in the fantasy. Yes, just live in the fantasy. Here's my two thoughts with this. A feelings fade over time. Totally. Just enjoy it while it's something fun yeah, to think about. Exactly. It won't be there forever. You won't feel like so obsessed with it forever. Number two, if it's really starting to stress you out, find a way to get an ick for the person, and I guarantee you will be able to. Um, he works for the church. Ick. Ick numero uno. There, we did it. We did Done. it. Yeah. If oh you are God. crushing on someone and it feels inappropriate, Go on their Facebook, like Oof. scroll down a little bit. I would love to see what's in his shoe closet because I already know I've got the ick just thinking about it. <laughs> we now have the ick on your behalf. Literally. This person. But I'm glad you had a fun little fantasy. You're forgiven for the fantasy. But... And you got fired. So it's not like you have to run into him anymore. <laughs> yeah, true. Just let, let him live his progressive Mormon life. Okay, let's see a couple more. My husband and I have sexual fantasies about multiple mutual friends, says someone. I love that you guys are open with each other about that. 
I thought that too. I feel like Bentley and I are pretty open about sex stuff, but I don't feel like I would want to know which mutual friend. No, 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 no. You guys are too strong. Because yeah. I, if my husband came to me and was like, ooh, I have a sexual fantasy about so-and-so, I'd be like, oh, so we're going to get divorced yeah. and so you, you hate, hate me. me. You literally hate me. I'm disgusting. You think I'm ugly. I birthed your children and now you're literally leaving me. I cannot believe you would do this to me. A hundred percent. No, they're strong. And I'm like, honestly, sick. Like, good for you. We need to take a lesson out of their book. Yes. Also, when you're around those mutual friends, I would be like. Right. Um. Like, it could either be like funny and like fun. Like you guys are looking at each other. Yeah, silly. So, so. Or it could be like. What you looking at, bitch? (laughs) You know, she walks in with a little cleavage on. You're like, hey, eyes up here, buddy boy. It depends how close the mutual friends are, too. Like, acquaintances, maybe, but, like, friends, friends? And this sounds like you guys are, like, leaning towards maybe Swing City. It sounds like they might be leaning Sounds like you guys are kind of, you know, teetering around. They're testing the waters. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I hope the best for you. I really do. I'll ship you some pineapple to leave at (laughs) at their porch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The the upside-down pineapple? Yeah. Is that what it is? I don't even know what it is. I I know it's something with pineapple, and it's something something to do with the porch. Yes. Also, think of the poor, unsuspecting Mormon lady who accidentally Literally. put her pineapple in the window. Literally. Sill, and then gets like a knock on the door <laughs> from like a hot couple that like wants to swing. Uh, I need to look into where that whole pineapple yeah, thing yeah. came from. So that we don't accidentally catch yes. ourselves in a situation. Yes. Careful about where you put your pineapples, oh my everybody. Gosh. Okay. This one is interesting. My husband and I just got approached by a Hulu casting director for a new show seeking a fun, young Mormon couple. I'm basically out of the church, but hey, I can be an actor. We'll see if it pans out. Wait, so are you Mormon or you're not Mormon? They're not Mormon. They're going to pretend to be Mormon. Oh, well, good luck. I did that for about 18 years. It's a, it's not an easy gig, to be honest. Um, I Also, if they're looking for a Mormon recently out of church, hit me up. If they're looking for a homosexual on the cast, I'd love to join. Hello, Hulu casting director. Yeah, yeah. You got, have two great candidates right here. We're ready. We're ready, willing, and able. I wonder what show it is. I know, me too. I was thinking it could be along the lines of like a survivor and they're just like, we need a Mormon. for. They, yeah. Oh, there's always a Mormon. I've never seen Survivor. That's the one reality show I've never seen. But don't you feel like on every reality show? Mm -hmm. Like Squid Game. Did you watch the Squid Game? Yes, yes. There was was such a And he was a loser. He was He was the biggest loser ever. I'm like, of course, of course you're more. And as he was devolving into the craziest character arc, he was like, Oh yeah, and I grew up Mormon. I I was was like, like He literally, he's like sweating about to like, no, he did throw up. He was literally like vomiting. He was so shook. That was so hard to watch. No, it was, it was heinous. I was like, you're giving us a bad rap. There's right. always, yeah, there's always a Mormon on every show. There's always like a Mormon on like Drag Race. It's a token Mormon. Yeah. But oh, if I went on a reality TV show, oh, mama. I will be the token ex-Mormon. There is a place. What is it? This is the place, Utah. People working together, Utah. What a great place to be. No, you will literally. do whatever you need to oh, do. Oh, I would bring up those Mormon roots. The amount of trauma that would come up, it would be insane. The do you want to be, be on reality TV as bad as I do? Mama, it's my life calling. How are you not on reality TV I know, yet? I know. Do you audition? Are you doing the thing? Um... I've auditioned for one and then I auditioned for another one and we got kind of through the process and mm-hmm. then kind of just fell through. But I don't know. I feel like it'll come. It'll come. It'll come. When it, when it We're manifesting. Needs to be. I, I don't want to be like just like a contestant on like a, like a competition series or whatever, mm. unless it was like drag race or something. Mm. But 
I don't know. I want what it to be like. What would your perfect, yeah, what kind of reality TV show would you Like, I would on? love one just like, have you ever seen Real Friends of WeHo? No. They tried to do it and it like failed miserably because the casting sucked. But yeah. basically, I want to be on like a Housewives esque show. I just like see. a group of like friends. Living your life. Yeah, living group my of life. I'll throw a glass of wine at you. Let's go. You'd be fantastic. <laughs> I would love to be on like a competition show. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I think. I mean, I would, you know, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I'll take it where, yeah. I literally was thinking as I read that. Okay, funny story about reality TV. I used to talk all the time on my Instagram. This was like five years ago. And I was kind of doing this thing where I would talk about marriage isn't that easy. Like yeah. marriage can be hard. Yeah. And I would like post about it now and again. Get a DM. And this girl is like, hey, I'm a casting director. We just recently did. I think they had done. Maybe it wasn't Love is Blind because that maybe it was Love is Blind. Like a big hit yeah. reality show. Yeah. And she's like, we're really interested in you and your husband for this upcoming show. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> we get on the call and she's like kind of coy about it intentionally, like not revealing the show. Yeah. And finally towards the end of the call, she's like, yeah, so the show is called couples in crisis. Ba and the premise of the show Please. is you come on the show and at the end of the 10 weeks after like, you know, challenges and games and therapy, you decide if you want to get divorced or stay together. Please. And then she said, if you're trying to have kids, you can't come on the show because we don't want to break up families. Good. Bye. You know, I like. Considered. I considered. <laughs> oh, of course. You know, I considered. I haven't seen the show. But then the funny part is we ended up being like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. we're not going to go on a show called Couples in Crisis. Yeah. We don't want to get divorced. Then literally three months later, DM, different casting director, same fucking show. Oh my gosh. You're like, what? Do I just look desperate online? Like, I was like, do you all think that we are in such crisis? <laughs> like, are you like, we okay? gotta have you on, please. Everyone's like, oh, this couple is, we're going to get them oh divorced. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Is it like a real show? Has it come out? I've never seen it. Oh my gosh. Then I got reached out to by another casting director recently, a little bit recently. Yeah. For like a Survivor-esque show. I was Ooh. so excited. Nothing. Nothing. Ugh, there's so many people now that want it that I it's know. like, ugh, it's so hard. But, but don't you feel like when you're watching reality TV, you're kind of like, I oh, could do a little better than let this. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Oscar winning performance. I would give that show an Emmy immediately. I'm always like, this is the best yeah. they could do? No, no, no. That, yeah. it'll, it'll happen for us. It'll happen. Manifesting. We're manifesting. We're putting it out there. And if we happen to see a fun young Mormon couple on an upcoming Hulu show. We know. We know you're not actually Mormon, babe. Yeah, exactly. I'm ratting your ass out. And then they're bringing me on season two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Let me. Oh, I think you mentioned meth earlier. So let's ask one about meth. Did you not? <laughs> oh, yes. You were saying weed is not like meth. Oh, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, I remembered yeah, yeah. there's yeah, a meth yeah. one. So yeah. let's read the meth one. <laughs> I did meth once and oh. I'm 99.9% .9 sure I met the actual devil. Oh! Scariest day of my entire life. Zero out of 10 would not recommend. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I've never done meth. I've never I, done meth either. I can assume it's a terrible experience. Why does meth just not? seem appealing at I've, all i've done a lot of drugs in my day like Meth i i've tried them. like shrooms molly you know weed whatever but i'm sorry if you need to smoke it through a pipe or you need a needle that's where i draw the line i ain't gonna try that we're not gonna try Meth. not gonna try that that's we don't want to meet the actual devil no if someone's cooking it up on their stove i'm good yeah. i'm good i'm like wow i don't know what led you to meth yeah like how, yeah lead me through that scenario of like how you get to I'm, i've never even been 
I've been to a lot of crazy parties in LA. I've never been approached with meth. I feel like cocaine is like yeah. around. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, if I wanted to like do a bump of cocaine, I could yeah, yeah. go do that. Yeah. Meth just feels like crazy. No, that me. feels but like. I don't know. I'm sheltered still. I don't know. Maybe it's. I mean, so am I in the meth department. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't even know. I don't even know what it looked like. How do you do it? Do you do it through like a pipe? I have no idea. Isn't meth. I'm going to sound ignorant, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to share any more about my thoughts <laughs> on meth, but I'm so sorry. That sounds scary, and I will not be doing meth based on I'm glad video. you had a bad experience. Yeah, zero I'm out of ten. I'm glad you didn't like it. Would not recommend. Yeah. Okay, this is the very last one I'm going to read. Okay. It's two words, and it says, I'm gay. Oh, that Woo-hoo! was my submission. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. You are forgiven. You are celebrated. And are you single and hot? Yes. And hit up Ty immediately. Because I'm ready. If you're hot and single. I'm gay. Just writing <laughs> that in. I'm gay. No capitalization. That's things I would have done. Like back in the day, you know, when there was like Ask FM and stuff where people could just like submit uh, confessions in high school. Yes. And that's something I would have done. Just been like. Just to get it I out. I have to tell someone. I got to get it I out. I have to tell someone. I'm curious as a parting note. Where do you feel like you're at with Mormon stuff? Same as last we spoke. Yeah. Any any new developments for you? Yeah. I feel like in a good crossroads with it. I feel like I've reached a level where I, on one hand, I respect it. I still have many people in my life that are Mormon. My parents are Mormon. So I try to hold like a little bit of respect for it. But I also respect like my journey and it, it no longer like harms me. It no longer hurts me. It no longer carries sadness or weight with me um but i'm i can reflect on it now and be like yeah that was fucked up and Mm -hmm. no one can tell me that oh you know but we do like gays and you know you're not going to hell or whatever it's like well that's what i thought for 20 years Mm -hmm. so i Mm -hmm. respect him i respect that version of ty his story and his emotions and then i also respect the people in my life who were around that ty who you know didn't choose to come and live this life. Yeah. And then now I'm fully present just being this tie who is like fully out of it, no longer connected to it. Obviously there are things that, you know, draw me back to it. Even in Guatemala, I was just at this wedding and I think we talked about this on our episode together. When you are Mormon and you're an ex Mormon, you live somewhere where there's no Mormons everywhere I go, it gets brought up somewhere. Always. Like I'll say, you know, you meet someone at a party. They're like, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm from Utah. They're like, are you Mormon? You're like, yes, I grew up Mormon. Then you're just talking about that for the whole party. Uh-huh. In the and corner. they're like, wait, what? Literally. Wait, and that what? happened to me in Guatemala so much. Like every yeah. person I met at the wedding, they're like, what? Like you grew up Mormon. I need to hear more about this. And so it'll always be a part of me. And I'm always like willing and open to talk about it, but it no longer like in my day-to-day life, it's not, it's not a hindrance you. on me at all. I love that. Yeah. I'm glad that you spoke to that too because I feel the same and I think it's time speaking yeah. to the girl trying to get over the uh, ex-Mormon boss. Yeah. Time heals all. Totally. Right? It's really nice to be able to... That's why something I love about with doing this podcast is a lot of it's crazy and funny and wild and yeah. you can just like talk about it and laugh about it without like so much of the attachment totally. to it. Which is really, really nice. Yeah. And I feel like the Mormon church, it it is so much about community, but a lot of it also is very um, secretive and is very, you know, personal. And you're not allowed to question. You're not allowed to talk about certain things. And so 
I feel like something like this, like your podcast, or once you're out of it for so long and you connect with other people and you hear their stories, it almost takes away a lot of that weight Mm -hmm. of when you're in it and when you're struggling and when you're leaving the church, you just feel like you're the only one that has ever felt like this and you're tortured by it and you don't know who to talk to or what to even do. And with every person that you hear their experience, you feel less and less alone, which then takes that weight off of it because most of the pain that comes with leaving the church or any church or anything is isolation. Mm -hmm. And so then once you realize that you can leave and not be isolated, then it takes away that pain. Yes. I love that. And that I think is what's so healing about talking about it is just being like, it's okay. It's a part of us and we are allowed to talk about it. We're allowed to laugh about it. Totally. I love that. My final question is, do you have any confessions uh at when you were a mormon did you do anything crazy as a as a young mormon i feel like probably my craziest was like just like porn yeah like i think maybe we talked about this on our our episode is just like they don't teach you about sex at all and then imagine being gay and i didn't know what that was i literally did not know what that was i didn't know anything about i'd never seen gay men on a tv show a movie nothing i was pretty sheltered and, you know, nowadays there are gay people on commercials and everything. I just had no idea. And so literally I'm Googling. I'm like, two guys kissing. I'm like, I don't know. That seems like it would maybe yeah, seem advertising. I don't know. fun. <laughs> and so I don't know. That was probably my, my dirtiest. I'm trying to think if I have any like fun confessions. Yeah. Like my cousin, who was my age, we, I would spend summers with her in Arizona when I lived in Utah. And her family wasn't Mormon. My okay. dad's side of the family isn't Mormon. And so we'd go and, you know, as we got older, you know, we'd like sneak a beer or like we'd have like a water bottle full of vodka or things like that. Cute. Cute. I got a little worried when you said cousin. I'm not going to lie. No. But. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. Like, I hooked up with my cousin. You're like, fine. It was me. Oh I'm my gosh. That's now so I'm like on high alert for cousinship. Yeah. No, like, literally. Geez. Literally. Yeah. I feel the same. I mean, I feel like sneaking a beer that's like kind of a fun crazy yeah. little thing to do i was like yeah probably in ninth grade yeah like, just like having fun yeah i probably smoked a cigarette yeah like, just like oh just I'm felt like a little crazy yeah i love it thank you so much for coming oh back to gosh. girls camp of course can i just say before we exit i'm so proud of you what you've done with this podcast is insane literally everyone loves it every time you do an episode like i'm just I'm so proud of you. You've built such a community and you're just crushing the podcast game. Podcasting is not easy, you guys. It might look easy and opening up and sharing the story and like just you giving a platform to people, especially women who are leaving the church. It is just so special. So I'm so proud of you. Thank you for saying that to me. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say you took a chance on girls camp early days. (laughs) You took a chance. And I I always knew I was so appreciative of you coming on. And I feel like it was a big deal and like a cascade effect. It made a huge difference for the podcast. Oh, good. So thank you. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate those words. Cheers to podcasting. It's a grind, but it's fun. And we're here. And we love to talk and maybe it'll get us on reality TV. Yes. Big things coming. (laughs) Just you wait. Just you wait. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Mwah.